Welcome to Patch Notes. My name is Trevor Strong, Kegelbon on Twitter. I'm here as always with um, new president of, uh, of of Namibia, Adolf Hitler. Yes. Uh, excuse me. What? <laughs> Do you not hear about the story? Uh, no. I don't uh, think so, so. Uh, let me let me make sure I'm getting all my facts right. Uh, well, I mean, there's yeah, only really Namibia. the one important one, right? Uh, well, yes. There's the one important <laughs> one. But there's a politician who I don't know mm. if he's the president. He's not the president, but uh, he uh, he won a local election in Namibia by a landslide, um, and his name is Adolf Hitler. Is this is this like that um, one? I, I forget which nation it was. Maybe Colombian, possibly Brazilian police officer, uh, police uh, captain or colonel, I believe, uh, during you know right wing regime, of course, named like Hitler Mussolini. Do you remember that? Yeah. Guy? The, the, I do. There's a bunch of people who are named uh, Adolf Hitler for some reason, and I, I don't think it has the same connotation. According to Adolf Hitler Unona, uh, please, I'm, I'm trying my best. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name. Uh, it's U-U-N-O-N-A. The two U's mm. threw me off. Um, he is a member of the ruling Southwest Africa People's Organization. Um, he insists that uh, he does not strive for world domination and... Uh, doesn't uh, doesn't believe in Nazism. He says his father chose the eyebrow-raising moniker, though, quote, he probably didn't understand what Adolf Hitler stood for. Okay. Um, you know, no that's a really weird... I mean, if you, if you scratch the surface a little bit in how non-Anglophone cultures and cultures that weren't really involved in World War II treat um, the legacy of the Nazis, like... So they just name fast food places after them in some Southeast Asian countries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of interesting because it's because it's mostly like it it it's a powerful brand, right? Yeah, no, for sure, it's a powerful brand. But if you know, if maybe you don't care, you don't have the the same situation in the culture. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not. It doesn't. Do. It, it doesn't. It doesn't have those have those riders. The same baggage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also think I also think it is an instance of like. I could totally believe that someone named their kid Adolf Hitler without knowing the connotation of it if they're not part of, like, you know, a predominantly European or American culture or, I guess, Japanese culture. Like, it's not it's not the most important thing in the world to – I mean, it would be like, you know, if you told me I named my kid after a um, – like a, 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 a rare Finnish general in a very brutal war. Mm-hmm. I maybe <laughs> i don't know so i i mean i get it I, I believe it but it is extremely unfortunate for that poor man yeah well i mean not really i mean isn't he leading some shit now <laughs> i guess he won an election yeah like... in, in spite of his name it sounds like <laughs> yeah. it was in spite not because uh, of so yeah no we, we don't need to condemn namibia uh for that uh, sounds... I've, uh I've linked in our little uh podcast chat a uh, link to the picture of uh Director General Hitler Mussolini. I think his parents oh probably probably knew that guy. Who 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 the, the if you reference get two, were there? If you're doing two, I feel like your your excuses at that point ring a bit hollow. Yeah, I um, believe it. If it's just like you know, it sounded like a, a like a great man of history to that guy, and he just kind of mistook the context. His dad, but I, maybe it's just because obviously we are biased going into this. It, but Adolf Hitler doesn't isn't a word that really has great aesthetic. Aren't two words together that have like great aesthetic qualities removed from? It kind of sounds um, like um, it's it's like one of those strong German names like Helmut Norpoth. Remember that yeah. guy who said Trump would win? Like that that whole thing. Yeah. Um, 
Although I guess he didn't. I don't know. The, the, the whatever. But you know who I mean. Like mm-hmm. the the it, it it's that kind of Germanic thing that you know it sounds like being hit with a ton of bricks coming and going. Right. Well, that's the uh, Hitler portion of our program. <laughs> Welcome um, to uh, the... My name is Jonathan Bernhardt. I hope you enjoyed the <laughs> portion of the program. Uh, yeah, uh, it, uh, yeah, this is actually not Adolf Hitler. It's Jonathan Bernhardt. Uh, but you knew that. Um, John, how are you doing? I'm all right. Um, we're, we're soldiering forward through this uh, hell winter towards uh, the end of the year. Uh, Turkey Day is behind us. We got Zoom Christmas to prepare for. Uh, the family. You excited uh, about all the uh, excited about all the uh, vaccines? You, you yeah, know, yeah, vaccine yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah, they're going to put all the presidents on television and vaccine them in front of us. Uh, that'll surely calm down the uh, the uh, the anti-vaxxers. That's not like that sort of stunt isn't exactly the precise thing that triggers them all. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's basically. I can already hear people saying it's the mark of the beast. Yep. Um, and literally, our, our, we'll, we'll say that even louder when uh, Obama, Clinton, and Bush get it. I mean, you could yep. almost convince me it's the mark of the beast at that point. Um, I'm almost there on that one. It is not the stunt that I would, would have picked to do. Um, well, that's why I, you're I mean, I not guess, the president. Like, if you want to do it, you show frontline people getting it, normal people. But, e- I mean, even that is like... Making a weird entertainment production out of it is a strange idea. Like, I I wasn't a huge fan of the whole tie a stimulus check to getting the vaccine, but I can see the the ruthless utility of that um, in terms of your money is now contingent on you not fucking this up for the rest of us. Because they've said, like, the way that this works, you can take it twice. Mm -hmm. It used to be a very precise timing. Yeah. Which is like, people are really good at doing that. They're yeah, good yeah, yeah. following They're up on doctor's appointments and mm-hmm. being very careful about time. And, you know, and, and we, our society is set up to make it easy for them to do that. Exactly, it's, yeah. It's it's you, could, you could just – it's pretty cool. You know, we, we talk a lot about how America is flawed on this show, and I get it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's a video game podcast. Stop, I get it. I hear you. Uh, no one – literally no one has complained about this, but let's pretend they have. Um, but one of the things I really like about America – is how you can just tell your boss, hey, I got a doctor's appointment. And mm-hmm. legally, they have to uh, be okay with that. Yeah, I can just tell you that I've got a doctor's appointment, and then I go, right? Uh, well, actually, uh, it would be really inconvenient if you had a doctor's appointment right <sighs> okay. now. Okay, great. Oh, man, um, Trev's not going to like it when we start unionizing. No, no. <laughs> please stop. Um, just a, the, the, the union that, like, okay, well, you can have a share of my profits. It's... Small it's the exact same amount I was paying you before. <laughs> but Small businessman. You're friends now. Yes, <laughs> that's the point. Unions, um, right? Um, in any case, uh, I, I I welcome a no cartridge union. Please unionize. Um, no. I don't know what you'll gain from it, but nothing. You know what? That's not, not really. the point. No, it's not the point. It's 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 about the friends we make along the way. Um, Look, I just want to hold an election. <laughs> I'm no. one of those evil caricatures of union uh, organizers that the. Uh, the law firms that, that just run love by, like, Randy Levine and other guys who like run the Yankees <laughs> and shit. Oh yeah. yeah, he he just likes having elections. He's not really here for you know you know the betterment of the company or for the. He doesn't care about the workers' rights. He just he just likes voting on shit. I mean, um, it's, it's a living. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's just contract logic at that point. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's gonna be a bummer uh, to see how this all goes wrong. 
Yeah, and uh, as I was going to say, since it's two doses, and well, you know what happens if enough people miss the second dose but get the first one? Um, the vaccine does not work. The virus begins to resi- to mutate to resist the vaccine. Nice. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. It's going to rule. Very um, cool. Um, well, I'm sure that won't happen. Um, John... Should we talk about video games so these Let's poor people don't games. have to think about the virus anymore? Avengers um, ate shit, y'all. <laughs> those uh, are the first words I have in the patch notes show notes. Yo, um, those are the first words you have in the patch notes show notes all the time. Yes. I, I'm, yeah, we're just put them in there to, uh, in front of the title, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, That's what the show's called now. Um, yeah, it's uh, that game did very badly. The uh, Square Enix held an earnings call last week where they confirmed what anyone with two eyes could see, which was that the uh, Marvel's Avengers games that came out from Crystal Dynamics, published by Square Enix, um, ate complete shit in its games as a service uh, uh, rollout. It's um, amazing that you could somehow screw up a Marvel franchise at this point. I mean, not to say that, like, Oh, like, how could you mess up such a great uh, thing? Like, I, you know, there's lots of Marvel movies that aren't very good, but, like, I mean, they sell. <laughs> the deck was stacked against this product from the beginning since they obviously weren't going to pay for the actor licenses. Uh, oh, every, right, yeah, so it kind of just looked... <laughs> every character... It, they went into it with every character looking like the porn parody character. Yeah, of yeah. Marvel's Avengers, which is insanely fucked up because the idea that one actor could be so iconic that you would think that a, a superhero looks wrong if unless they were played by them like that never happened with any of the batman no but no no one ever no one ever thought that wasn't batman because he didn't look like george clooney no but you you uh you put george clooney is a very strange choice but okay i mean he was in there no, I, ben I, Affleck, i'm not denying ben that Kyle he was in there I'm just saying <laughs> maybe not the one you'd pick maybe you well, i mean no one's go gonna Keaton actually or... pick michael keaton come, come on. on that guy looked like a stupid weirdo and that was good for the take but you, if, you, if you're picking, like, your iconic 90s, I guess more if you were picking your iconic 90s Bruce Wayne, you'd pick cloning. Uh, Obviously, I guess iconic right now. Here's the thing. I don't think anyone ever actually bought into Christian Bale as the iconic Batman. No, probably it not. never actually felt like it, right? Like, Robert Downey Jr., iconic Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Evans, iconic Cap. All, all the All the Marvel characters, except Hulk, because Hulk has been played by, like, three different people. Um, all the, all the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe characters seem to have, like, iconically defined those characters for generation. Christian Bale got to play Batman three times in probably the, what is going to be the most efficiently and effectively and artistically realized vision of Batman on the silver screen, for better or worse, uh, in a trilogy of films. And he just felt like, kind of like, he, he was a guy who, who did the job for a while, seamlessly transitioned to Ben Affleck. Frankly, I think most people like Ben Affleck better, even if they didn't like the movies he was in. Hmm. Um, I think they like him better in that role. I mean, I will. I won't say too much on this because I my my opinions on comics are so like weirdly non formed at this point. But the um, I will say I think it has something to do with the character. Like I think mm-hmm. it's also true that you don't have an iconic Spider Man for the same reason. Um, yep. That Tobey Maguire is probably the closest, and that probably would drive people nuts. Like. I guess, I guess. I mean, I think it still is him. I mean, this this Holland kid has had some success, but 
I think when a lot of people think of Spider-Man, they still think of the Raimi movies. But like at the same point, like you could have any, you could have a lot of different people play Spider-Man. Again, why the Spider-Man yeah. uh, uh, game was fine because like there was didn't... an entire anime made a movie about having everyone possible play yeah, Spider-Man because that's the point, and it's also kind of the point of Batman. I think the yep. the Marvel movies, the one of the reasons I think they succeeded is because they decided like, hey, we're gonna take these sort of uh, we're gonna have the famous ones, but we're also just gonna like lean into having the not famous ones, and then mm-hmm. we're just gonna make them famous in movies. It's yep. uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy thing. They had enough money to brute force it, and it worked. Yep, exactly. Anyhow, uh, the game didn't work. No. Um, the only thing that's fun... I'm, I have not bought Avengers yet because I have an ideological commitment to not pay above twelve ninety nine for that game. Mm. Um, that's reasonable. And so far, all we're looking at... All I saw for PC sales during the Black Friday uh, sales was half off. So, you know, twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's not very good. No, that's not, not good enough for me. Now, you can get... Better deals, better, you know, less money spent on the console versions if you went to, like, Walmart and Target in person. <laughs> but I'm not doing that. Why would you? Why I don't want to die. Risk, why would you? Like, I, look, I mean, I've been to I've been to a Target and, like, I, I get it. Like, I, I've shopped. You know, you have to get food and stuff. I'm not. Yep. I'm not trying to be, like, you know, I have two kids. It's not as if I'm going to be the, the, the king of, uh, of staying inside Isolation, all the time. yeah. But yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. die over the Avengers. Right, exactly. Like, you know, you're not probably not going to die going to Target, but why mm-hmm. even take the 1% risk for the Avengers? Yeah. It's just, you know, uh, yeah. there's, there's no amount of money that you could, like, if digital download, that's something else. There's no amount of money you could, uh, you'd have to start giving me money. Yeah, well, yeah, five bucks to go get Avengers. it, I'd probably do it. Um, go pick it but up. I'm, I'm ta- but I'm them. talking like, you probably need to give me, like, stimulus check money to get me out of my house fair enough uh, on black friday in those crowds <laughs> yeah um yeah to, that's fair that is a real yeah Avengers. i didn't go uh, god i, I no. don't go any i don't go normal years but this year for sure i mean can you can you even imagine well i mean it's how we set up our society it's i mean it's it's i would say it's difficult not to, it's difficult to judge them too harshly but it's not I, you can judge them too pretty harshly all the damn time but it is how i guess we've chosen for certain definitions of we and certain definitions of chosen to set up the society that we live in. Um, right. And unless we start doing stuff about that in Minecraft and elsewhere, um, I'm not, you know, you, this is just how it's going to be. There's no stimulus check coming. This, this stimulus bill that is in uh, the Senate right now has nothing in there for individuals, a yeah, lot it's, cut for it's even rough. for small businesses and local governments. Mostly it just exists to uh, – Make it so you can't do lawsuits against any go- any business that did fuck around in the uh, in the pandemic. And good, you know what? Good. That's uh, that's important. Yeah, it's fan fucking tastic. Um. So you know that's it, it is what it is there, which is just sort of how I, every discussion I have about politics in public winds out these days. Weird that the Avengers got us there, but I'm happy for it. Yeah. Um, as for the Avengers, uh, dog shit game to play in multiplayer, it looks like. I've watched people try to stream it, and they just, they look like they're having the least fun they've ever had in their lives. Yeah, I, it, I, most of the things I've seen of the Avengers have been on um, Chris Person's excellent uh, highlight reel, uh, where there'll be some sort of like really stupid um, uh, glitch. 
Yeah. See, I, I watch these videos of people playing it's multiplayer, and it's I think like it feels like I'm watching Anthem, but with less less of a brand identity. Mm, yeah, you know, it, it does. Bad, it does seem a you lot have like to, Anthem because all you're doing is fighting these these guys from like the the also ran baddie groups like AIM and Hydra and all that, and all their bad guys are just like generic robots or you know guys in weird suits with like pew pew laser rifles. Mm-hmm. And so all you've got is just a bunch of like particle effects flying around the screen, and and while you're the the person you're watching is just mashing X over and over to watch Captain America do the same three hit combo until his cooldowns recharge, and he can do like a special move that doesn't look particularly impressive. So we can clear this um, I don't know this base in the Pacific Northwest somewhere because <laughs> see, yeah, how, how fucked up it is. Yeah, I know in TV shows and B. Uh, list budget movies you obviously you have to film everything in like a you know a, a deciduous forest or something sure because that's just where it's cheap you're given the power of a triple a budget and you still set your games fights in the woods outside of vancouver it's very like, fun come the fuck on I understand when the Mandalorian has to go to, like, a, a forest to shoot because, you know, they've got bills to pay and shit like that. You could be anywhere, and your sets look like, you know, Manhattan for the 56th time in one of these games. Right. And, you know, a forest. All right. Yeah, it's extremely depressing. I mean, it's just, it's just, it, that, that, I think that's the best way to say it. It's just, it's like, it, it's, it could have been more interesting. And, like... Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not art. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be art. But, like, I was expect. I, I don't think it's unfair to say, like, maybe it could have been interesting. I think, yeah. that's, I think that's a reasonable thing to want, right? Like, I, and I've heard, um, I've heard good things about the single player. That is, that is why I led this with looking at the price. Because I am interested. Excuse me. Ah, I am interested in buying and playing this for the single-player mode, because I hear it's fantastic. Okay. And this is by Crystal Dynamics, and they're a team that I've known to be able to tell good single-player stories in the past. Um, but I'm not going to be interacting with it as a game, with it as a game, as a service. Um, I mean, why would you? Well, if it was good, I might, but even though they've made noises about, you know, putting more effort in, into trying to uh, Final Fantasy fourteen this product, and... <laughs> It's kind of telling that everybody keeps referring to Final Fantasy fourteen as the one <laughs> MMO slash live service game that was able to get the comeback right. Yeah, like, no, no. even the comeback. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Like the the, the no other game really has done the comeback because there are games I'm, that work as a service, but yeah. like and games that one game that came back. Uh, that's it, it's not gonna. It's not. Yeah, this isn't coming back. I mean, Fallout 76 has sort of gotten back to parody, where it is a game that you can play and not feel totally embarrassed about playing, uh, although I heard the recent DLC was dog shit. Um, wow, I can't believe it. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I, I, I want to say the one before that was received pretty well, so, you know, the, these are things from people who have played Fallout 76 and don't feel bad about playing Fallout 76, you know, those weird monsters. Um but, like, that's not the same as being a Final Fantasy XIV success story. Final Fantasy XIV is one of the two biggest MMOs in the Western world. And it, it, was, DO, it was DOA when they picked yeah. it up. Yeah. Like, right now, it's like that in World of Warcraft. And it's, right? it's arguably, as far as player races go, bigger than, than WoW. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, you could argue it back and forth, but the fact that it got there when it was where it was before is remarkable. Um, uh, hoping for that with your game is, uh, it's a recipe for being very, very upset. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that much. And like, what, the last 16 months have been, oh, well, well maybe Avengers will be the next Final Fantasy fourteen. Maybe Anthem will be the next Final yeah. Fantasy fourteen. Maybe Fallout 76 will be the next Final Fantasy fourteen. There's not going to be another one. It's not going to be one. It's a, yeah, that's a unique, an extraordinarily unique story. Plus, I will say, having done a little research on this, um, Final Fantasy fourteen succeeded so well because literally they, Square just like put every resource behind it. And like yeah. Yoshi um, P, uh, who I can never remember his actual last name, <laughs> but that's what everyone calls him. So that's fine. Um, Yoshi P, who uh, is the director of four, uh, the the team running for uh, doing fourteen, and now uh, is going to uh, sixteen. Sixteen, yeah. Um, basically, like the first thing he did when he got on there, he said to the team, "He's like, okay, he played he played the MMO. Obviously, he played he played fourteen, and he was like, okay, no one who made this knows what MMOs are. Go play World of Warcraft for a year." And so he basically told everyone, at least like six months or something. Like he spent, he told them just like, don't develop anything. Go learn what an MMO is. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's how you do something like that. None of these games are doing that. They're always like, it'll be a month after they fail and someone will be like, we're coming back strong. And everyone goes up, oh, they figured it out. It's going to be the next 14, like 14 took like a year and a half to two years to, to figure itself out. None yeah. of these games are getting that rope. And also what is, what exactly is the, are the Avengers devs supposed to go play like the 14 devs did? Yeah, what, what there's nothing. Character action MMO loot game. City of Heroes exists. <laughs> yeah, Borderlands Three. <laughs> if you, the MMO. If you, ooh. Yeah, if, if, well, if you can get the City of Heroes servers up and running, which I think you can now. There you was can, some stuff yeah. about that recently. I don't like, imagine that's what they're hoping they go play. Yeah. I mean, what? Like, get Marvel Heroes back up online? See how they did it? I mean, that that game shut down too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, best of luck to everyone at Crystal Dynamics uh, and the live team there. Yeah, it does um, suck for them. I do feel bad for them. Yeah. It's, a, it's uh, never good to have your hard work spat on like that. It's no maybe, hopefully, in the future, your bosses will realize that games are moving beyond this AAA games-as-a-service model for everyone, and uh, you'll get to work on something uh, that isn't, like, dooming you to fail from the outset. Hope you guys all enjoyed John's new humor segment. Yeah. Um, all right. So speaking of things that are uh, becoming doomed, uh, we did talk about Anthem. <laughs> we did. So let's talk about Bioware. Oh boy. Uh, this came in late, uh, late uh, in early afternoon today. We are recording this on the third of December um, in the evening, and about three hours ago, it was announced that, that uh, Casey Hudson, who was the general manager of Bioware, and Mark Dara, the executive producer on the upcoming Dragon Age game. Uh, from that studio have both resigned. Mm. Um, this marks the third, I believe, change in leadership over the Dragon Age sequel. Uh, tentative, I think we're tentatively calling it Dragon Age 4 at this point. <laughs> I think we can call um, it not going to happen at this point. Yeah. Um, and I want to say the, the, th the second. Uh, it, it's not actually a change in studio leadership because uh, Samantha Ryan is still... Uh, I forget what her title is. I think it's literally just studio head. Uh, is Sam Ryan the head. name of someone from like Rainbow Six or so? What is it is? You're thinking of uh, Sam Fisher. Sam Fisher, uh, yeah. No, I'm thinking of Sam. Oh, you know what? Sam Ryan, I think, was the the main character in the uh, 
Yeah, sorry. It's a it's a British the British mystery uh, British police procedural uh, silent witness, I believe. But it is a different. It is not that Sam Ryan. It is um, actually. I'm, it is okay. I'm being told that it is. Well, that would explain uh, Bioware's struggles, perhaps. Um, <laughs> sorry to the actual Samantha Ryan not for that joke at her expense. Uh, She's but, not real. She's a character. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we're looking at here is the new director, executive director, um, executive producer is actually the title. Of the Dragon Age project uh, is now Christian Daly. Christian Daly came over from Blizzard. Loved him on TRL. He came over from Blizzard to run the live team for Anthem. Oh, gosh. Now, in fairness, running the live team for a AAA release that is the backbone of um, your entire quarterly earnings for the next financial year, basically is like one of those positions where we are obviously looking at this person as a director and a possible studio head in the future. That is one of those, like, here is your, you know, triple-A, you know, shot. This is, we're taking a look at you, seeing what you can do. So it is not entirely surprising that he was immediately promoted to running Anthem 2.0, which is Bioware's attempt to uh, Final Fantasy XIV, the Anthem uh, property, mm-hmm. um, and he's been, you know, he's been providing updates on that. He's been the the public facing uh, front man on that. Good. Uh, and there have been some developments even recently on that project. They uh, they showed how the the stuff with the the vehicle thingy you fly, the javelin or whatever, yeah. uh, is going to work yeah. for Anthem two point So you know, the indications are is that that has been moving along. Possibly the only thing in this comp- in this uh, studio that's been moving along. Absolutely, could not pay me enough money to play Anthem two Possible. Uh, mm, Actually, Bioware get in me, touch. Bioware could... get in touch. I I can be purchased. I don't know about Trevor, but I can be bought. I absolutely can be bought. But the thing is, I just don't really feel like doing it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I there's nothing about Anthem 2.0 that's exciting to me. So uh, so uh, Christian Daly has now been named the head of the Dragon Age project, and you know Daly is has industry experience, a lot of industry experience. He did a lot of stuff at Blizzard. He's a veteran. He, you know, this is a meteoric rise in prominence in the studio for everyone, but if with leads dropping like flies, you yeah. know, that kind of necessitates it. But, like, where does this leave Anthem 2.0? Did you just cut the knees out from under your giant relaunch? Did they just, did they just Dragon admit Age 4? That, that, that it's not going to work? Yeah. <laughs> like, like this, is, this is kind of a disaster. And Casey Hudson is a guy. He, he was the Mass Effect guy and the Dragon Age guy. He left the studio previously, I think, after Mass Effect 3. Three, um, if I remember my Bioware Studio history correctly, and then they brought him back mm-hmm. because things were in such a chaotic mess. And, and I don't know how anyone, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know the circum, like they're putting on a brave face about this. Hudson and Dara both had um, statements published on the Bioware site where they were ex- effusively praising the teams and everything hmm. without providing much context or explanation for why they were leaving. Can't imagine um, there's a story that's going to work out very well for everyone. Yeah, but, you know, you just... Uh, the thing is this. Like, Bioware has been in a bad position for a long time, and especially after the horror stories about Dragon Age Inquisition came out, it became clear that part of the reason it was in it was in a bad place was because of people who had been there a long time, mm-hmm. because of management. 
uh, because of veterans and because of uh, and how the work flow had degraded over time mm-hmm. uh, while they were part of EA. Yeah. So it is not impossible that new blood, new hires, a, a deck clearing won't lead to better public facing output and releases for the fans. You know, for us, for, because we don't work at Bioware, we're not. You well, know, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not. Conversations. I'm not, yeah. We don't draw a paycheck. We don't actually. You know, to the extent that we care about how the culture of Bioware works, we care that it's that we're not funding an abusive product. Yeah, I care about it in about as much as I care about like the work environment at uh, like my local McDonald's. Like, I just want the I want the employees to have good working conditions. Yes, and to unionize. Yeah. Um, no, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, small business trev. John got you again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're, we're not like, we don't have any special insight and we don't have any special goals that we want BioWare to be, you know, fulfilling. Like, there's no, like, you know, virtuous path they need to follow outside of the normal stuff. Um, but this level of turnover. It's not good. At this speed. It's not very good, and all we've seen of the new Dragon Age is stuff that looks like concept art. Yeah, I, I, I think if you're a Dragon Age fan and you somehow aren't just sort of thinking like, well, that would be great if it happened, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not focusing on it. Like, if that's not yeah. your perspective, I admire your optimism. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's where I am. Yeah, it'd be I think, nice I if think... it ever happens. It's like it's like a lot of the sequels. It's like you know you know what it's like. It's like uh, for me, uh, it was for a while like um, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Would mm-hmm. have been nice, happy, happy that it came about. If it didn't come about, wouldn't have surprised me. See, the thing about Dragon Age that makes it extra special, stupid, and bad for the fans is that the team that made Dragon Age Inquisition ended it on one of the biggest gut punch cliffhangers mm-hmm. you can have possible like the game doesn't have a resolution like the main villain gets away um quote you know air quotes around villain considering who he is i'm not going to spoil the content of it but uh you know there's a care the the guy you fight in the last boss battle isn't actually the main villain or antagonist mm-hmm. of the plot line of dragon age inquisition okay and that character Pro- sets up possibly the most interesting game possible in that's possible in that franchise milieu, milieu but and in one of the most interesting settings that we haven't been to the Tevinter Empire which is basically like like Dragon Age Rome kind of okay with sorcery and that level of expectation setting was obviously made with there being in mind there's going to be another game in four years. I mean, they set up this whole Dragon Age Keep thing where you basically uh, – it's an always online resource for you to track what your character did in the previous games. It's so that you don't have to you know, do this save file juggling that you always had to do and you know, get fucked if you decide to play Mass Effect 1 on Xbox, but you have Mass Effect 2 for the PC, but <laughs> sure. you got Mass Effect 3 for the PlayStation, right. that sort of stuff. That sort of stuff doesn't matter anymore now that you have the keep because the idea is that you have a Bioware account, it's tied to your keep, and when the game starts up a new game, it hits the servers uh, at Bioware and downloads your, your whatever profile you have active, which has all of your choices in it. Now, in fairness, it still doesn't matter. Eh, it matters to the people it matters to. No, 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 no. I meant it doesn't matter uh, what game you played all those things on. 
Yeah, that's the point. No, no, no but like, I, what I'm saying, it doesn't matter what it is anymore. It, even if the game doesn't come out, it doesn't matter. You see what sure. I'm saying? I'm, I'm making really. a joke. Oh, okay. It's a All joke, right. what I'm doing here. Um, um, nothing matters, Yeah. by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so they've got, they've got this fancy keep thing that, you know, supposedly unifies all the choices and, you know, makes it so you can, you know, live your best life as this person who plays these games and does all the different outcomes every single time. Um, and they got to use it for one game. Like, it was obvious that they were, they were thinking they had this keep thing. They've got this Dragon, the Dragon Age Inquisition will take the momentum from Inquisition into Dragon Age 4. You've got the keep, so you can just bring everything right over. And then the studio fell the fuck apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know how they come back from that. It'll be interesting to see if they do. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, been, it's a, it's a franchise. People, I mean, not just you. Like, there's a ton of people who want to see this franchise come back. It's a, it's a beloved franchise in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's been a lot of proliferation of these uh, memes of uh, EA doing uh, personifications of EA doing violent stuff to personifications of the studios they bought circulating mm-hmm. after this news. Um, that is not entirely unjustified. <laughs> I don't really, you know, I, I'm not going to really begrudge anyone who has no faith whatsoever in um bioware making it out of this mess because right now it looks pretty bleak i was told that show EA sports something. are in the game yes uh and madden that 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 football franchise that uh is, has been astoundingly relevant over the past four years famously brilliant stuff uh yeah. never has a problem yeah always the rankings are perfect too that's what i like about madden mm-hmm. yep um all right well I'm sorry to the Dragon Age fans out there. I hope somehow this turns into good news. All right. Uh, so uh, speaking of tyrants. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia just bought a controlling interest in uh, SNK. Cool. Finally, Iori has a, uh, a good, uh, Iori Yagami has a good uh, bet noir. Uh, the way this starts out is the uh, the the Mohammed Mohammed bin Salman Charity Foundation. That's a good name. I wonder what he uses that charity money for. We should. Uh, I should have buy... called the Patreon that. I, I it was a missed opportunity. <laughs> they, they buy every, at every uh, at every holiday. They buy the hand axes for the children, <laughs> uh, the hacksaws. <laughs> Um, so we'll, what happens with this deal is they're going to start up uh, buying a 33% stake in the company, uh, and then they will eventually buy uh, more and more stakes until they have a controlling interest in okay. SNK. Um, SNK is mostly known for, for me, it's, it's mostly known for fighting games. What do they do right now? Uh, what are they doing now? Uh, gosh, I'm not sure what SNK is doing right now. I know they I mean, obviously King of Fighters is still a... Uh a viable franchise. They put one out every so often. Um, and it, it played at all sorts of fighting game events. Um, I know they do shooters like, uh, like bullet hells. Um, what does SNK do? Well, you know what? Why don't you talk a little bit about this and I'll find out what SNK does. All right. Uh, so the thing about capital is it needs to find a place to, to consume. Uh, I'm not a great theory guy, but basically, <laughs> only there was one on the podcast. With the thing about yeah, but he's looking stuff up. He's doing the research, <laughs> which is actually my job. Uh, with all the money flowing to the top, and this is uh, hardly something that's a that's you know uh, limited to Saudi Arabia. But with all the money th- flowing to the top, it needs places to go. 
So if you've already spent a whole lot of money on stuff like building fake future cities out in the desert to eventually be the setting of a real-life Spec Ops The Line game, um, or, you know, uh, invested in all the other crazy evil stuff you invest in, there are growth industries and other more legitimate uh, in uh, opportunities and other more legitimate industries like um, Japanese video games. Um, not I does, does SNK is SNK one of those omnibus companies that also does other shit? Uh, you know I don't know. I think maybe uh, they do have an SNK game section. By the way, uh, SN, SNK has not is not doing a lot of updated stuff. They're doing the stuff you know them for. So uh, Samurai Showdown, uh, King of Fighters, and Metal Slug. All right. Um, and versions of those. But I mean, those are yeah, games. mobile. I'm going to guess they're doing a lot of mobile shit. That seems like something they should be doing right now. A lot yeah. of mobile shit. I mean, Terry is in uh, Terry Bogard's in Smash now. So, yeah. Um, no, I think they're just a game company. I, I don't know what other products they. Oh, no. The, oh, yeah. Um, nah, it's just games. All right. Gals Fighters. It's a pocket color. Right. Boy, Sam Show, Metal Slug, Sam Show, King of Fighters. They really, uh, they really found their niche. MBS was a huge fan of Lady Terry from that uh, one fighting game, and that's why he got, uh, why he made the investment. I mean, hey, it, like you were saying, uh, it doesn't matter what you spend it on. <laughs> yeah. It matters that it's in circulation. Yep. Um, I would, there's probably going to be more of this shit as, you know, these people at the top get richer and need to put this money elsewhere. Okay, who do you think, um, what what distasteful person do you think is going to buy your favorite video game company? You know, hmm. I'm still not sure what the Trumps are going to be doing in like 20 years. I think they like, buy I don't the know if they're smart enough to eventually be running a wealth fund. Like, I, I know they stole a lot of shit from the U.S. government, you know, um, from one thief to another, hats off for that, I guess. Um, but I don't, I don't, they don't seem like they're, they're even after they leave off after, you know, the patriarch, uh, dumb bitch leaves office that they're going to have the money and the assets to actually become, you know, that level of, uh, predatory. Yeah. Uh, they don't seem like they're going to be running investment funds. They don't seem like they're going to be running, they're just, just going to do this shitty entertainment political grift forever. But. If I woke up one day and my favorite, like, uh, if, like, it, and Obsidian had been sold to the Trump Foundation or something, I prob the world is probably going to be in a place where instead of that, like, causing crisis in my head, I would hyper-normalize immediately and just go, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Fair I bad. understand that. <laughs> yeah. Eric Trump now owns, now, now runs the, uh, the, uh, the Pillars of Eternity franchise. That makes sense. It's a normal thing that happens to me. Eric Trump would be very good at that franchise, I think. It would be a wonderful, wonderful thing. It, the franchise could now be about, like, um, boar hunting. Yeah, yeah. Which, I, that's a Don yeah. Jr. thing. I don't know what Eric does. Eric doesn't do anything. He, like, smiles weird. Yeah, that's, he's that's his thing. Freak. He's got shitty hair. hate him. Kind of looks like a fake person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I am, I am sorry about, uh, about, I don't know. I'm sorry about SNK and, and, and about Bioware. It seems like those are just two versions of the same bad news. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, 
Yeah. I mean, the thing is that MBS probably isn't going to be interfering in SNK because he just wants to eat assets. He just, you know, <laughs> it's just a, it's just a bot. It's just a line like on a report. <laughs> um, it's just a line on a report for him. Meanwhile, like Bioware is like being messy and fucking up constantly, you know, for real in front of us. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, um, Speaking of fucking up and being messy, Cyberpunk 2077. Ugh. Out next Thursday. Uh, probably this Thursday or last, or if we're being honest, yeah, last, by the time you hear this, last, it's probably me last Thursday. But um, that's bizarre to me that it's coming out. It, I just can't imagine yeah. it actually being in people's hands. It's like Brexit. Yeah, it is like Brexit in that it's never happening. Yeah. Um Apparently it has to happen because uh, copies are obviously out there, as we saw on Twitter today. Because they uh, uh, today one of today's big video game memes was someone showing the uh, the dick part of character creation <laughs> uh, with penis one and penis two. For anyone wondering, penis one and penis two refers just to circumcision. There is no actual interesting dick modifications to be made. Yeah. Um, to my knowledge, in yeah. Cyberpunk 2077. That is the that's going to be you know what. Modders. Modders going to be on top of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know how many various dicks you're going to be able to get? Uh, and, and tits and, you know, pussies and everything like that. Just all the, all the different <laughs> all the different things to have. The modders are just going to mod. They're going to be all over it. Um, but, yeah, no, we, we got to see those 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 character creation sliders today. Uh, but that, that game is out there. It's in the wild. The influencers have it. Uh, I want to say that 20 minutes of it have been illegally pirate streamed by Ooh. some enterprising uh, retail worker who stole it and, uh, I guess, uh, capture carded it off his PS4 uh, or 5. Now like that. I haven't in, actually seen it. Super Prison. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that is partially what um, motivated, I believe, this latest press release from our overlords at CD Projekt Red uh, on the yellow background that has become... Uh, synonymous with their press releases. Uh, title, Your Cyberpunk 2077 Videos and Streams Before Release. We're getting closer and closer to launch, and chances are some of you will get your hands on a copy of Cyberpunk 2077 before release day. That is a very weird sentence. The reason most of these people will get their hands on it is because these people are giving it to them <laughs> as a release copy, as a review copy. It's a little weird, but okay. Uh, back to the uh, release. Go, However go difficult... Off, I guess. However difficult this might be for us to achieve, our ambition is for gamers all across the world to have the same spoiler-free experience at the time the game releases. This is why we kindly ask you not to stream slash Let's Play or release any similar content before December 9th, 12 p.m. Uh, CET, 3 a.m. PST. Ah, uh, the classic request embargo. Yeah. Uh, do you think, is that, a, is that a Bioshock ref, the kindly in there? Ooh, yeah. Do you think that's a Bioshock ref? Boy, that's a good question. Do you know how fucking stupid and nerdy it would be if that was a Bioshock ref? I, I mean, it would make sense, wouldn't it? It would. It would make sense. I that's, fucking hate that's it. The comp that's the kind of company we're talking about here. Uh, next sentence. We will send Max Tack, uh, open parentheses, you know, the guys who take down videos, close parentheses, after everyone who does. Max Tack, as far as I know are not an actual yeah they're um they're something from the game itself 
they're murderers. <laughs> they're killers. Um, okay, I believe, cool. I believe it stands for maximum tactical. What so they're saying is that they're going to DMCA strike you if you uh, if you uh, stream the video early. Is what they're saying, and in, in just the most precious, shittiest. Yeah, just a way to make it a meme, as opposed possible. to make it like them doing something that they think people won't like. Uh, continues after that date. However, we'd love if you streamed everything like there's no tomorrow. Last line. It's 2020. Who knows? Maybe there isn't. Fuck you. Uh, I hate 2020 uh, jokes. I I don't know. I don't want to say people can't do them because whatever whatever gets th- you through the day. But I'm like, gonna say people can't do them. That shit's played out. Well, uh, you, you can't do them if you have a if you have a press account. You cannot do them in press releases. Okay, yeah, that that I agree with. <laughs> of course, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, if you have if you have a press account, then you can't do 2020 jokes. Yeah. Um. um yeah. Look, I'm gonna be playing this game uh, because Goonhammer has. Um, I have been given marching orders for my bosses. Do you have a review uh, copy? I do not. Um, Are you subject to DMCA just, strikes? <laughs> I am not subject to DMCA strikes. No, I don't have an early copy. I'm going to get it on launch. Mm. Uh, we're probably going to run a review the next week. Um, well, we'll skip I mean, the we show that week. Uh, You're going to be busy. Uh, Goonhammer is a uh, is is it is registered as a comp- company, but we don't get paid. We don't have a budget for review copy. For we don't have have a huge budget. We don't really have the uh, the streaming. Uh, we're getting there, but we don't really have the streaming and YouTube profile where companies are like, yeah, we'll, we'll kick you a review copy yet. Uh, you know, we're working on that stuff. We have a YouTube channel. We have a Twitch account. We're probably going to spend some of our Patreon money, um, you know, in ways that help us achieve those goals. Um, not really sure, you know, where the strategy is going on that. Um, but, you know, that's something to watch with Gutenhammer in the future. A, a bold that video. said... Yeah, that said, we're not, you know, no one's kicking us um, uh, uh, review copies of, of 2077 uh, quite yet. Not the, not the way that uh, our other Goonhammer contributors get review copies of uh, Games Workshop stuff. So, yeah, I will be playing it on release. Um, it will be uh, an experience, I am sure. Um, I'm expecting it to be all right. I'm not really expecting it to be much more than all right. I'm not uh, all that excited about it. I don't think I'll... I mean, I'll play it if someone really wants me to. I guess I don't. I don't. I don't foresee anyone really caring. But if someone really gets excited and wants me to play it, then I'll play it. Um, it feels. I don't want to say that it feels. I, see, the thing is that my subjective experience is it feels like the hype on this game is cooled. Oh yeah. But that's just. I, I get the feeling that might be my bubble because reports are that this has like fifty percent more pre-orders than Witcher Three did. Wow. Okay. Well. Yeah. Um. That's wild. And obviously, you know, pre-orders, pre-orders can happen any time, but The Witcher 3 was Game 3 of a trilogy. <laughs> you know, there was a built-in market base and expectation for that base, and Witcher 3 was a hugely anticipated game. But, I mean, this game also, I would say, it, Cyberpunk has been, you've been able to pre-order for, like, what, a year and a half? Maybe more. Yeah, so, I mean, that's longer than The Witcher was able to be pre-ordered, I'm almost sure. Yeah. Anyway... I don't know. We'll see. I'm looking forward to hearing your review, though. Yeah. Um, I will uh, experiment with all of the genitals, and I will report back. <laughs> and then you'll play uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. <laughs> it's another another joke that is uh, absolutely landed with you, and I'm very pleased. Uh, finally, I want to do this one. Um, Uri Geller has said that... Um, 
we can now print the abracadabra card again. Yes, uh, and thank or, you. I'm sorry, the cadabra going. card, not the abracadabra. The ca- card. Just the just the cadabra card. <laughs> had the, yeah. That was the one with the spoons. Yeah, it was abra and then cadabra and then alakazam. Uh, cadabra was always my favorite, so I'm happy about this. Yeah, I mean, he was always like the most interesting one for the reasons Uri Geller like sued them for. The spoons were the best part; they were the best thing. Well, yeah, absolutely. In that design, um, and like uh, Uri, I watched, Uri Geller uh, I watched is a, a charlatan, but he does know how to make a brand. Yes, and you know, and that's the reason he's back in the news. Of course, is that he was out of the news for so long, and then he realized this can get me back into the papers. Uh, that's I am certain that is the only reason he is doing this. Is because people weren't talking enough about Uri Geller. I liked the I liked liking. the press release where he apologized and he said like he regrets his actions and what it did to children or something, as if like yeah he it, doesn't care he, he doesn't give a shit about all that kids this are just kids are just like for the suffering. Mentions. Oh yeah, Uri, please. Uh, I watched uh, a Pro ZD YouTube video. He's a yeah I know Pro ZD. Get, yeah yeah um, uh, and it was not it wasn't one of his skits. It was him reviewing all the Pokemon. Okay. Uh, the original 151 Pokemon. Because, you know, I that's just something I had to have on in my spare time. The algorithm um, chose And he made you. a good point. Yeah, he made a good point, which is that most middle evolutions suck shit. Yeah, that's fair. Like, most of the middle evolutions are just boring nonsense because it's like they had a good idea for the beginning and the end, and the middle just doesn't line up. War Turtle is, is a great example. Of this. No one gives a shit about War Turtle. Blastoise, yes. Squirtle, beloved. War Turtle? Come on. But Kadabra, I believe, if, if I remember his video correctly, for him, Kadabra was the exception. Yeah. Kadabra was better than both Abra and Alakazam. I agree. I 100% uh, And I agree with him 100% on that. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad uh, this um, lucrative scoundrel uh, and charlatan has agreed to finally allow um, the spoon guy back onto playing cards. <laughs> Not that he wasn't in games or anything. It's not that he wasn't yeah. like it, it was a very weird restriction. It was just the collectible card game, I believe. <laughs> Yuri Geller, well known for his uh his foray into collectible cards. Who who among us did not play the Yuri Geller um CCG? Well, John, I know you have to go, so uh I know you've been playing Mass Effect. How, yeah, how's it I've, going? I've been... Finishing up, uh, it just it. I, when I talked about it last time, Mass Effect Andromeda, I like mentioned everything but the gameplay. I just want to reemphasize that the gameplay in Mass Effect Andromeda is just so much better than Mass Effect Three, which was better than Mass Effect Two, which is better than Mass Effect One. They really did like iterate on that gameplay loop perfectly, um, each and every time. Hmm. Uh, it's funny. There is you, you level up obviously in Mass Effect Andromeda like you do in the others. There is no max level apparently in Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh. You just eventually stop getting like character points. When do you stop getting character points? Level one hundred and thirty-three. Wow. So you can pretty you, much. I mean, you can pretty much tank anything in the game at that point. Yeah, you can beat the game at level fifty. Level fifty is like end game. Okay. But the thing is that. The, the way it works is obviously that you can it's sort of like the previous games where you you could theoretically if you had enough points buy everything mm-hmm. and be everyone and that's sort of the way it's intended to work here 
um, where you have these profiles which govern, you know, like instead of having a class, quote unquote, um, like infiltrator or vanguard or uh, engineer or, um, uh, you know, the other ones, a soldier, uh, you have a bunch of, of profiles which give you bonuses based on point allocations you've made to your character. Okay. So uh, I have, for instance, I have Vanguard level 4 on my character because I access to the v- level 4 of the Vanguard profile, which means that I get boosted uh, combat damage power and biotic damage power, and my melee strike regenerates my shields, uh, or my biotic barrier, actually, because that's slightly different. Gotta say, sounds um, good. But I only get that because I have 72 points in both the biotic and the combat trees. Uh, and it, it sort of works out like that for everyone. So you can have these – the idea is you can sort of switch between these profiles on the fly, except maybe the game isn't quite balanced for you to do that because for you to get oh, access no. to all this stuff, to all this stuff, to have the profiles that you can switch between, uh, you do need to get to a very high level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm still having fun playing it. I'll have a review of it. Uh, on Goonhammer.com, a retrospective of it on Goonhammer.com, probably last week from your perspective, the <laughs> listeners. Um, but it'll be there. I mean, it's not like the game is getting any uh, getting any more content added to it that will uh, invalidate the claims in there. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> game, that game's dead as dirt. Yep, they didn't even do any DLC. Yeah, um, you, you killed it. You all killed it. Uh, it's all your fault, listeners. That's uh, true. But yeah, what have you been playing, Trev? Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm always on my gotcha grind. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been, I don't know. I've been thinking about, I haven't been playing all that much. I've been really busy, but, um, at work, but I've been, um, been writing too. And I've been thinking a lot about, uh, survival horror games. And so like, I've been Mm -hmm. thinking about, um, that's the chapter I'm working on now. Um, and I've been thinking about the, the sort of lineage of the survival horror game and how it's different than other games and stuff like that. And I, I've been really thinking about what a good game, um, uh, the, the, you know, the first resident evil is what a, what a smart mm-hmm. and good and solid game it is. And then also kind of about how different and interesting the, the both outlast and the, um, you know, the, the massively multiplayer online, uh, um, games are as well like it uh, i would say like you know it very risky to say you're saying anything new i would never i would never make that risk i would never say anything nice about my own work but um the i will say like it does seem to me like maybe horror games don't get their their due um as Mm -hmm. much because not because like they're on not liked but because it's very easy to be simplistic um, and say like, yeah, like, you know, horror games, they're, they're about being spooked or they're about jump scares or something. Like, I think there's something a lot different going on. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I've just been thinking about how smart these games are and how, how very solid they are, um, a lot. So that's been fun. Um, cool. but yeah, mostly been thinking about games. Haven't been playing as many, which is, uh, you know, less, less fun, but you know, it happens. Sometimes you must meditate on what you have learned. That's right. Rest before proceeding so you can level up. That's right. That's absolutely correct, John. Um, Well, speaking of meditating, you have to go tell a bunch of people uh, what their characters are doing. Correct. Um, Well, uh, be a ruthless game master, and uh, I shall – I I know I don't have to tell you to do that. You're going to do that on your own. But um, I shall talk to you next week. All right. See you all later. See ya. Bye. Bye.